Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This is Marge. Um, just a quick intro before we dive into what we're, who we're talking to this week. Um, we're talking with Jen Thompson. Uh, she is one of the best, if not the best, female powerlifter um, known publicly and professionally. And she wanted me to just mention that she's actually going to be involved in a an event at Elevate Barbell. It's going to be September 17th to September 20th, and it's called Lift Together for Charity. You can find them on Instagram at Lift Together, the number four charity. And they're going to stream it on Twitch, so you can check them out right there. They're going to be doing all sorts of, um, obviously lifting, but also some fun things as well. And there's going to be tons of big names there. And the proceeds benefit the NAACP as well as the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So, you know, the money's going to two fantastic organizations that both Carly and I obviously support as well. So be sure to check them out on Instagram and go visit on Twitch on September 17th. That's a Thursday through Sunday, September 20th. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you again, Jen, for talking with us. See ya. It's the Carol and Marge Show. No, it's it's crazy times, Marge. Crazy times, uh, uh, at least in New York. But hope it's all coming to an end. Uh, it seems like this week. So. Fingers crossed. Um, you know, uh, not to be political, I, I don't like doing that, but it's very ironic that our court case is this week and all of a sudden the gyms are, are opening. It's just very ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how that like coincides like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really funny how that works, you know. And, yeah, right? uh, on the Facebook page, uh, apparently the attorney general needed an extra two days to present data that didn't uh, then they ended up not presenting any data. So it'll it be an happen. interesting, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a part of the court case, so I can't really con- comment on it, but it doesn't seem like they have much data. Um, I like in North but, Carolina, they still haven't like technically opened them. I think they gave like the 17th as a day, but then they put in this clause, like if you medically need to work out, you can go to the gym. Yep. So, and like, yeah. it's a HIPAA violation to ask for any medical needs. Right. So basically they're kind of open, even though they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Britt was telling me that. And I, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I, I, <laughs> Hey, whatever, whatever it takes, I guess, you know, and, you know, on a business level, I totally get it. You know, it, it's kind of scrapping by and trying to figure out anything that you can do to like make yourself open and i saw the legislation yeah exactly and i saw the ledges uh someone in the new york page posted that um the legislation from north carolina stating about medical reasons and Mm -hmm. um it was actually interesting and we they tried that avenue it didn't work so well in new york (laughs) (laughs) it didn't work so well (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean it is it's opening fully opening this week for all members so like we we had a little bit of extra clearance um we've been able to do outdoor training we've been able to do um you know remotely uh zoom um as well as a little bit of inside training um you know under the radar uh if you have athletes they kind of allow that as well um and physical therapy well physical therapy as well uh inside of uh, the facility. So and we've been able to scrap by as much, as well as we could, but it's just an interesting time and unprecedented at least. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of getting tired of talking about it. Cause it's just like, I don't know. What do you do? Exactly. <laughs> like, you, know, you have no <laughs> idea to predict when things are going to happen or what's going to happen or, no. you know, is it going to get as bad as they say, or is it not, you know, just, I don't know. Like I just, I find that I can mentally handle it if I just sort of live in my own, area and just deal control the things i can control and that's all you can do absolutely try not to think futuristically too much because that's when i start getting anxious (laughs) well absolutely i mean not only on a uh, on you know your team coaching as well as just i your teacher as well correct Mm -hmm. and we started back online this week we're all online this week okay okay next week so 
Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I feel it's like, not as good. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean, it's not the same. And I know every school district here is also doing their best that they can. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they're making do with whatever they can. And I think that's uh, the best way of going about it. And you said it best. I mean, taking it in stride, taking it day by day, doing what you can and focusing on the little things that you can do. Focus on your circle uh, control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to really. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, like I just worry about, I don't know, a lot of stuff. But like, you know, the the self care sort of aspect of things needs to be in like high high mode right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And each other, of course. But uh. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the self care is huge. I mean, that's a great topic to to talk about. I mean, it's it's, you know, it. I think it really shows how much people need an outlet for, for their mental health as well as, you know, physical health as well. Um, you know, but I think that's, it, it, show, it shows that how people are so much on routines, like they are creatures of habit, like they need, they like the same things, they do the same things. And when they're thrown off of a routine, you know, especially for this long, um, that's kind of hard. It's really hard to wrap their head around. Right. And I think it's so cool now that like, um, you know, you used to, you know, if you needed self-care, if you need to talk about like just your mental well-being that was sort of looked as as weak, but now as more and more people talk about it, it's starting to become more of just, this is part of taking care of ourselves and this is part of normal good health, which I think is, is a really great change, you know, that we're just seeing, um, you know, in schools for sure, but just in everyday life training, you know, it's okay to say like, I need this or I need that, or I've got to take this to manage these things. And it's not considered like a weakness or you like, you need to go get help. You know, yeah, you're absolutely it's right. sort of understanding what we need. And so yeah. I just, yeah. say it. it's totally fine to say it. I mean, we did a whole series on it because I think it has really grown into an accepted um, piece of health. And I think that's very important. Yeah. So and before we go farther, should we introduce who we're talking to? I, <laughs> yeah, we probably to? should. What, what do you mean? <laughs> well, <out>. I mean, <laughs> I, the, pe the people might want to know. The people might want to know. But we have no, no one else but Jen Thompson here. I mean, the, the GOAT, uh, I think, of female powerlifting. And I mean, the... the one of the, um, if you were to do a Mount Rushmore of female powerlifting, even powerlifting in general, <laughs> I feel like your your face would be on that on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, it actually is. Did you not know that? I no, didn't. I, I did not know that. <laughs> the juggernaut did did like a Mount Rushmore thing, and they superimposed faces on there, and I was on there. That's funny. oh my god, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'll have to I find it and that. send it to you. I have a picture of it somewhere. I'm like, that is just so amazing. I think it oh goes on God, there with Eddie and a few other important people. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I know they talked about the decades of powerlifting. I didn't know that they actually did a physical representation of it. I mean, that's that's awesome. <laughs> it was cool. I was like, wow. I've never been to Mount Rushmore, but I got to go now. My face is on it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unfortunately, New York, we uh, we have a travel ban to that state, so yeah, we, we can't go to Mount there. Rushmore right uh, now. Well, not now. Not right, yeah, right. now, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day it's funny. on my bucket list yeah yeah well you were uh last year we were in sioux falls uh that mm -hmm. would have been the best time to go i think it was like a five six hour drive i was looking we into it i mean it. yeah we thought about it but we were already in school and we had the kids with us and we just couldn't take like vacation time like after like two weeks of school <laughs> but it would have been yeah. perfect some people did go see it and i would have loved to but i'm like oh, we're just gonna have to come back and do it another time just yeah yeah we got to school yeah, really like early down here. <laughs> that is true. I mean, Literally. the fact that you've already been in the school for a week, like that's that's a really early in comparison to like where we are. That's about six weeks early. Yeah. It's hot up here, so you might as well just be inside in the <laughs> air conditioning. True. <laughs> they do it so that we're, our classes are done by break. So oh. like Christmas break, semester one's over, and when you come back, you're starting a whole new semester, which to me makes sense. That's smart. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And you're not, like, hearing work and projects and midterms over, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it like that. I always wondered anytime, like, I would vacation down south, and I would realize, like, all of the kids are in school already. Like, there's no locals <laughs> around. It's yeah. just all everyone on vacation. 
<laughs> I figure like August is the worst month here because it's so stinking hot and humid. Like there's one month that really blows and it's August. So I'm like, you might as well be inside in the air conditioning <laughs> anyway. So exactly. I really don't mind going back this early because we get out at the end of May, which is perfect weather. So if you're, you know, oh, yeah. your top priority is being outside in perfect weather. The school year is arranged correctly. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Jen, how are you feeling? How is, how is training going for you? You know, we're so lucky that we have home gym and we've only ever lifted in our home gym and then everyone comes to our home to work out. So like <laughs> from that aspect, it's been really lucky. I mean, of course, like when everything first happened, um, we uninvited people to come over for a little while. <laughs> Yeah. And then as, as we got, everyone got a little more comfortable, people started coming back. But I mean, it's just been a different kind of training. Like um, there's no rush really to like hit certain numbers or be to a certain time. And it's been sort of fun to try kind of different types of training styles and incorporate different um, exercises. We're trying, um, we're trying to be, we're working on a nine day system instead of a seven day system right now because yep. I felt like I needed more rest. Okay. Um, so we're giving that a go just to see how it works, you know. Yeah. And, um, for, so from that aspect, it's been good. And we've been, uh, we've been twitching our workouts on Twitch TV. Um, oh, okay. Which add like a whole new aspect of um, fun because people can just come on and, and chat with you while you're working out or send in little um, I get like, go Jen, you got this, you know, and um, <laughs> we made some friends through it, which has been kind of funny. They're like virtual friends. Um, yeah. so, I mean, that's been like really interesting too, to kind of, um, try to up that game. And I've been trying to up my YouTube channel a little bit with more like bench variation type exercises, just cause I don't know, you're home a lot. So you got a little more time to do stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. So that's been good. My boys, you know, they're, um, they're playing baseball right now. And so they, they, they were into the lifting, but now they sort of kind of take a little reprieve, which I think is good, you know? So it's just been, I don't know. It's been like just unstressful, but a little willy nilly. <laughs> but I feel like that's a good thing in this time right now. Like, you know, you said it best. You're able to do a lot of things that maybe if there were meat after meat after meat, you wouldn't be able right. to do. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, cause you're always worried about hitting certain numbers by a certain time. So like there's a lot more stress and pressure into your workouts. But I mean, now I think um, I'm gonna try to get a local meet in since they got the hometown showdown going on. Um, right. So I think, you know, might try to get something in in December um, for that. And I haven't lived in a local meet since um, I think 2005. Wow. So. Um, it would just be kind of fun, yeah. you know, just yeah. guest lift, you know, but just go and, um, and, and lift with the local peeps. <laughs> I love I know that. something fun about local meets. I like, local oh yeah, <laughs> well, we're usually yeah. running them. So like sometimes it's so That's hard true. to lift in them, you know, you guys know, you know, cause yeah. you, there's been a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I'll just, I'll lift. This will be fun. And then I end up refereeing, spotting and loading. <laughs> It, it doesn't end up fun that, no. on no. Monday when you wake up. <laughs> um, that's actually uh, a bunch of us are coming down to Virginia. Uh, Saber Schwitzer, Schweitzer uh, runs a huge, yeah, Schnitzer. He runs a yeah. huge meet. Uh, it's in November. A bunch of us are coming down in November. He also gives out prize money. So oh, yeah. that made it a little bit more lucrative for us to go down. For and do sure. That. Yeah. So we'll be down there in Virginia in November. But that, oh, that as soon good. as, we, yeah, the, um, yeah, we, the hometown showdown, I think was a really great way. I think USAPL did uh, a good job of uh, getting excited about competing again. Um, yeah. I, I think it was really good, a really good PR move on their part and a really good um, uh, just media sense on that. You know, like everyone, you have this like whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Um, you have, you know, just so many uh, people talking about it now and, and people are talking about competing again, which I think is, uh, which is a good thing, you know, especially right. since people, I think we're so lost, you know, every single national sure. event up until Jesus, I don't know, they just canceled worlds now, masters and open yeah. worlds. So 
I mean, I, I have no idea when the next big national level meet will ever happen. So. No, and it, it's been kind of like we actually added another local meet. We had a gym that was like, hey, let's have one. And so, like, um, I think it's been uh, good because some people some people aren't having them at all now. But I mean, a lot of people stepped up and started having more. And the ones we've had two so far, and they're obviously way smaller in participants because the whole gym not being open deal. Right. Um, yep. And I just think, you know, this, this is just a crazy time for some people, but for a lot of people, just, I mean, just being there, like talking about mental health again, like just being there with the people that you see at the meets and just the good vibe and the camaraderie among lifters. It's, I find it very healing, you know, just to be in that, that atmosphere. And we are all very careful with the mask, no matter what they post on social media. And I just feel like people are always looking to try to bring you down. Like, you know, like we had uh, posted a picture. It was myself and um, Jamar Royster and Todd um, Telford. And so Jamar and I son and Todd didn't have his on because his hand was off the side. So he was eating a sandwich. He was getting, it was right after weigh-in, but you know, boy, the comments, you know, of like, where's his mask or, you know, just relax. <laughs> it's okay it, well, we're all yeah. right you know we're all just yeah. doing our best in this situation yeah. so aside from you know a few of those people that want to i don't know they just want to bring you down for whatever reason um it's been positive really really positive so i'm glad that people are continuing to to have them as safe as safe as they can you know absolutely because you're right it yeah. does return something routine that everyone's mm -hmm. everyone looks forward to meet day right because of oh, sure. the community the camaraderie the competition it's so it's just having that introduced into your life again is definitely going to uplift a lot of people so i think it's it's good to start to have just be safe and start to have those again right. yeah and they Absolutely. got some you know really strict guidelines you know how many people and on the platform and, and they've gone to sessions a.m and afternoon sessions and all that stuff has um has really helped out so yeah. um you know we're just we're doing the best we can but like i said i think the hometown showdown i think is where they said if they have the arnold they'll be getting uh the participants from that so yep if you're not in it you better get in it yeah that, that's uh a lot of people realize that and i think we're like oh shit i better like actually start going back <laughs> into hard right oops <laughs> <laughs> you know, i think everyone's starting to be like oh crap it's time to get back into it if they yeah, have right. Well, it's okay. I mean, you might, everyone might need a little, little time off. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And a lot of people were doing the at-home workouts, which are probably fun for like a few weeks, but then you're like, this is not the same. <laughs> this cannot substitute <laughs> the real thing, you know? Um, you know, so anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'll, um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll meet you over there in, in Virginia at Sabre. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. It seems like there's a lot of, uh, high level too which will make it seem like a, a national level meet as well um i, I know Ashton, show. yeah he really does i was blown away i was literally blown away like he seemed like such a interesting human on his emails uh very uh, yes that's a good way of putting it <laughs> uh he uh was very blunt to the point and i think trying to be sarcastic funny but it definitely came off a different way uh, That's but the when military going, in him. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. Um, but when he, I've never been to the shop gym, and then when I walked in, I was just like, "Oh my god! Like this is an amazing setup." Not only is the gym, uh, like you know, idealistic. Like I, I have modeled a little bit of my renovations on like what I've seen when I walk in there. It's it's a beautiful gym, and then the production he puts on is unbelievable. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. I couldn't I couldn't fathom the amount of time and effort and equipment and money that he has put into making his meats look the way that they do on a very local level. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's a it's lot incredible. for sure. Yeah. Cause I know like my co-chair Nick Hammer, he's gone over there and like picked his brain and tried to figure out how we can implement, you know, some of the things into to our meats here. Um, but it helps that he's retired and has expendable income. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It helps just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> That's really funny. Maggie, yeah. you got a question? Oh, geez. So I think, I mean, most people by now, if they've started following powerlifting, they are familiar with, with you and, you know, obviously the bench press being the big thing. Um, but 
people may not know really how you got into it initially, but what kept you into it? Like what was the, the initial moment that was like, you know what, I found what I, I belong in and this is what I'm going to really commit to. So if you could share that, that'd be great. That's a good question or statement maybe. Um, <laughs> well, I think like I, I, probably we've all shared the same things, you know, especially with your first and even maybe second um, competition, you realize that this is a community of wonderful people. You know, they take you in and help you out and it's not, um, you know, me against her or us against them, usually. <laughs> um, sort of atmosphere, you know, so it's very, um, it's very welcoming, which is great. And I think um, that is probably what drew us first, you know, and then obviously you have to be a competitor. You want, you have to want that sort of adrenaline rush of competition on the stage, putting it out where you want to. I mean, politics is a funny sport. You have to enjoy pushing yourself so much that you um, hurt really bad the next day. <laughs> you know, like your score is all good out. And then you're like, yes. <laughs> you know? So it is sort of a, a, a different sort of way of thinking about living life. Um, but then you start finding out that as you tweak your entire life, you get better at it. So, you know, it becomes not just necessarily like just something fun to do every few months, but you start developing your whole life around this thing. And then it becomes part of you and who you are. So it's like, you know, so, you know, we enjoyed the travel. We enjoyed meeting people. Of course, winning always makes you feel really, really good, you know. True, <laughs> um, true. I just, you know, I wanted to keep getting better and better and keep finding more ways to do that. And then too, I just think with the physique and the way you feel becomes part of who you are as well. So it starts it starts maybe as a hobby, but eventually turns into a, a piece of you. Yeah. I don't ever foresee myself stopping ever. Right. Even when I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like Shirley Webb. <laughs> doing it on some level, you know, yeah. even then. Because then, you know, even as I'm getting older and, um, yeah. You know, I'm seeing all those young girls come up and I'm still feel like I'm competitive, but you know, I'm 47. So realistically, um, you know, I think I can hang in there a while longer, but you know, eventually you start seeing yourself, you know, in different ways in the sport, you know, originally you might see yourself as a competitor, but then as you guys know, you, uh, you start wanting to share everything that you know and knowledge with coaching and being putting on needs and being part of the organization and um, being part of the social media and you know then you're all of a sudden you're holding roles on different committees you know and so you start um, even expanding your level to start as having really uh, influence on it in some way so i think that's just sort of i i think i sort of answered your question as sure. it just yeah. sort of, it, it grew into this big ball of now it's just me yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think going back to what you mentioned about, um, you, you know, as you really start to get involved into the sport, you start to feel strong and you start to see these, you know, physiological changes. And I think that's been a real draw for women, especially. Oh, um, for sure. You know, we talked about that with my college coach a few episodes back, you know, getting his girls into the weight room and starting to see they're carrying themselves a little bit different and there's a little more confidence that starts to come along with that. And I think that's, that's been a huge piece of it is as to why there's been such an influx of oh, yeah. the sport. For sure. And that's been really pretty great for me to see. You know, I started in 99, so it was a really long time ago and we certainly didn't have the numbers that we had now, you know, um, you know, we were lucky. I mean, usually our flights were several weight classes in one, you know, you wow. would have a whole flight of one weight class because, you know, just we didn't have that many women doing it. And it was an equipment too, which made it, you know, another step harder is when you you add equipment into powerlifting. But um, I think social media has helped us in the women's perspective so much. So, so many of us can post things and there's so many examples of strong women that maintain their femininity and you don't, you know, the kind of smashes that old stereotype that, you know, if you pick a weight, you're going to look like a dude. <laughs> you know? um, and, and I think we still fight that a little bit, but just definitely not on the level that we used to for sure. Yes. You can walk into a gym now and see women in that freeway area. I mean, there was times years ago, I'd be the only girl in there and like women wouldn't even dare to put their foot in that area of the gym. Um, and so that is for sure changed and, um, evolutionized our sport a little bit, I think. 
um, the more we can get out there and talk about it and show great examples of what we do, the more we're going to get into it, which is pretty great. Absolutely. And I think it's been a lot of the positive impact that a lot of, you know, especially you being one of the leaders in this, uh, of showcasing that for, for all of the women to follow you, you know, it, it's being that positive influence and being that positive impact and, you know, understanding that you want to be strong all around. You just don't want to be, you, you just don't want one aspect of strong. You want all of it. And that's mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, and, and I think that being in the weight room, doing what you enjoy is a great part of that. And I think body image has changed so much too for the good, you know, now, like, it's not bad to have a big booty, you know, like a big box oh, or, yeah, or be a good, you know, bigger yeah. woman, like that's embrace, that's strength, you know, and so, and we're all of different shapes and sizes. So I love that you can, you know, look at, you know, Daniela Mello or um, Amanda Lawrence or all those kind of girls that before, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but before they would have been, you know, kind of like, like big overweight girls, but now mm -hmm. we look at them and see them as like pillars of strength. And gosh, I wish I had a legs like that, you know, before, you know, it would be embarrassing if your thighs rubbed together. So I think that that has done so much just for female image and that, that we can have um, all shapes and sizes in the sport. And then we can celebrate every aspect of those different pieces of those women, I think has been like a huge significant change, which is absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really incredible to see, you know, it's really incredible to see even as the younger, well, we talked about this with Meg last weekend, not only the younger generation growing that confidence, but now the older generation growing that confidence, yeah. you know, cause like you said, it wasn't a norm per se, no. you know, back in like when some of the women were like in their teens or early twenties. So now it's like, you know what, why not, why not start yeah. trying it? Like, yeah love who you are. I mean, yeah. I can remember like in high school, you know, we used to step on the scale all the time and we had to maintain a certain weight and you would pinch your, you know, waist and worry if your waist got a little thicker. And, you know, it was a constant worry about gaining weight and not portraying this image where uh, now we realize that, I mean, bring it on. Like the more weight yeah. the stronger yeah. you get, the more curves you have, the more voluptuous you are. And that's great. Yeah. And I wow. think, being still a weight class sport, obviously, there's that awareness of body weight, um, but it, I think it's been turned into a, a positive awareness. Like, okay, I need to eat to be strong, and I'm, you know, fitting this class, but it's not like, oh my god, I need to lose all this weight because, you know, if you lose it the wrong way, the strength goes away anyways. Oh, sure. So women are learning that balance of, you know, lifestyle, you know controlling their lifestyle to be strong um, while maintaining their health. Yeah, and it's, it's all about, you know, your diet. And, and even that word itself has changed. Where you use the word diet, you think you're for sure losing weight and trying to, you know, starve yourself, where now diet has more the term of how you're eating. Yeah. Like what way are you eating to be healthy yeah. and to maintain your, your goals? So I even think that word has changed its meaning over time for the good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's, a great thing too. I mean, I think that it always had a negative connotation. And now I think with a lot of these, you know, uh, Renaissance periodization, I think did a good job of uh, somewhat changing that in the strength world, um, as well as just, again, empowering people to be what they want to be, as opposed to being them what they are telling them what they have to be, um, yeah, yeah. which I think is great. All moving in a positive direction. I like it. Yes. Right? Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> we hope it stays that we're way. Hoping. Or maybe we're just focusing on that, and I feel like that's just fine too. I think right? that's, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> Jen, you have had a over twenty year career now in competing, nonetheless, and I will say that one of the fondest memories I have of your career is, I think. Pretty similarly to what I had um, for Ray, and, and I think it gained so much national exposure, was that really awesome hype video of you. I think it was at Liberty University, oh. and that made ESPN coverage. Like, yeah. powerlifting doesn't get ESPN coverage. <laughs> and to not only have two of the you know, best ever uh, on ESPN, but like to see that video in that environment like I, Maggie and I have both been in that environment for a long time in the college weight room. Yeah. And then 
to witness that, it was, it was unreal. It was really, really cool. And that was something I'll always remember. And it was like, I think it was like an actual PR for you too. Like, I think that was yeah, like, oh almost, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I had never even like thought or attempted to put that kind of weight on the bar, but you know, Bill forced me into it and you're in that environment and everyone's, you know, watching you. And like, it still gives me goosebumps on my arms. Like every time I think about it, cause like it was electrifying. Like yes. just the kids and the, they were banging on the weights and they were yelling and screaming for you. And it was so infectious. And I was like, okay, let's just see how this goes. I was like, don't right? fail now. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what was one of the, what was one of your fondest memories over your over 20 year career so far? Uh, I mean, it's hard to pick one. I mean, there's, there's quite a few, um, but in the yeah, in the beginning, like I was just doing bench press equipped. Um, and so, and cause that's all we had was equipment. Right. Um, like for obviously the first IPF gold medal is always really, really significant to you. And, um, it took me a few years to get to it. And, you know, bench is such a technical sport. Um, like you can't really screw up, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or, or, especially in equipment or it's, it's all, no, so. yeah. Um, so obviously like the first one was, was, was huge, but for me, like, um, of course seeing my kids in it is pretty amazing. Um, seeing them really excel in it and, and love it like I do. Um, but for like the most, like the, the best competition one for me was the Calgary, um, worlds. Um, I was coming back from injury and, um, I was. Like I was, I missed my third squat, which I needed to have in order to win. It all came down to like the last deadlift. And so I decided to hit my third on my second um, and just go for broke, like a PR, everything I had for the world title on my second deadlift, just to make everyone else like not know what to do. Panic. And it freaking worked. <laughs> um, and that was after my hip surgery that I had. And so for me, like, um, a lot of people thought I was out and then for that world, I w my name wasn't even really spoken about too much as far as being a, a contender for it. So the, the fact that I wanted just made it so sweet. Sure. So, so sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> the, 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 the back and the forth and the drama all of it all was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that, that drama in the, in the warmer room, I think is as a coach, I can't necessarily speak on behalf of an athlete, but, as a coach, it is like exhilarating. It is, it is very fun manipulating those numbers and like putting oh. your athletes in the best position possible to mm -hmm. win. It's, it's one of the greatest feelings as a coach and especially when things work out, right? If things yeah, don't yeah. work out, you're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> but when it works out, you're just heavy. like, Oops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a little too heavy today. But when it goes the other way, like it did for you in, in Calgary, like it's just one of those most, you feel like you're on top of the world and nothing can ever change. Yeah. Like it was like, yes. And I always love like the, um, the three lift or the three lift meets. Cause I'm so everyone always thinks of the bench, but like I have four powerlifting titles. Most people, you know, forget about that. <laughs> you know? So it's, it always makes me feel a little extra special good when I do like in those three lift meets, like, see, see, I can, yeah, I could be well-rounded. You know, like, yes. I could do all things. Yeah. And I, like, I like that. So I'm looking forward. I mean, I, I'm so grateful. I've been able to live in a time that we have the prime time. I mean, that is just, I mean, it's so much fun. Like just the environment and the, and just the, the crowd and just, I mean, everything about it is so amazing to have the opportunity to there. And then of course, like the Arnold to be able to be a power lifter and lift events like that. It's just like, I sort of feel like we almost made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I hope we get a little farther, you know, as far as, you know, media coverage and where we're at, but um, it's pretty great. Yeah. I don't think people realize um, how much strategy goes into those big meets. Like, you know, I know personally going to, I think the first nationals I went to, I'm watching Carly, like running back and forth and figuring out these numbers, like, okay, we need to do this and like this attempt and this and this attempt, like people just think it's, you go in and you lift, but at those higher levels, there's a lot of strategy going on in your attempts and changing attempts and anything can happen, you know, for any one person in their lift. So it's, it is really exhilarating to, 
not only watch, but I'm sure to be a part of. It's not about going nine for nine. That's for no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really just dislike that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're waiting to see what people do and if they made their lift and did they look like they had more? Or did they look like they, that was it for them? You know, it's just a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of strategizing and, and yeah. I mean, you have to be on top of your game. When I have to do people's numbers, I'm probably more nervous about that than anything else because you don't want to screw it up. And so you're like, you're double checking everything and you're watching everything. And uh, I'm lucky that my husband is like a mastermind at numbers <laughs> and I just know that he's got it and he can just tell me what to do, but not everyone else is that lucky. No, it's, it's a lot. It's impressive to see people work with those numbers so well. Yeah, it really is. And it's, and it's just, it's fun. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if that's something that isn't fun to you, then, then the high level aspect of it just probably isn't for you. And that, and that's okay. And it's okay to know that about yourself as well. And sometimes it just takes a while to get there. I mean, I've, like your mental game really um, grows with every meet that you do. And, you know, I look at myself in the very beginning, I was an emotional wreck. You know, like I just, I couldn't hit numbers. I hit in the gym on the platform because I was so nervous and so much self doubt and so worried about everything. And just you gain this strength in, in your mental ability in the sport, the more and more that you do it. And it becomes more fun when you can find a way to take that energy for the good, opposed to let it sort of defeat you a little bit. And it's hard to figure out a way to do that sometimes. You know, yeah. it's, it's not easy. It is a, it's a big part of our sport and it's a hard one to figure out. Did you find that as you really established yourself in the elite level, it was even harder to, to figure out? Oh, for sure. Cause then now that now everyone just expects you to do these different things and then you feel like you're letting everyone down, you know, if you didn't like, you know, blow out these numbers or you didn't win or you didn't win by this much or especially now with the social media, you can read all about it. You know, so, oh, yeah. um, Sometimes I just cannot read it. But um, yeah, I mean, for sure, it feels like it's, it's um, definitely, I mean, winning a world title is great, but it's exponentially harder to win more than one, for sure, 100%. Yeah, um, especially now because everyone's going after you too, you know. Now yeah, yeah, like you're the person to chase, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that makes yeah. it even even tougher, but um if you're in it for the right reasons that's when it really gets fun because <laughs> yeah. that's when like you know the the mental games is you know your confidence but then it is how you play your numbers and how you play off their numbers and know your competitors weaknesses also and yeah. how you can play off their weaknesses um in a, in a, a mental way and then that even adds a whole nother level of competing other than not always the strongest person wins Sometimes it's just who the best competitor is. And Absolutely. that's different, you know? And actually, you know, that's really funny that you bring that up. Pete Spence just put out some data yesterday talking about, I think the new system of the ranking system is going to be how you finish in head-to-head -head high quality meets. Like where you place in those meets, like is going to be changing um how the ranking system is he put out uh, all of this uh, he's a numbers guy through and through <laughs> right. he's a numbers guy and, and i couldn't understand it completely and i'll when i see him in person he'll probably explain it a lot better to me uh -huh. um but uh ryan uh posted it on the king of the lifts page and uh they were explaining it a little bit more in the in the comment threads um but they're kind of changing that sort of ranking system. Um, I forget what the name of it. It's not dots. It's something else um, that they're changing it to, which is, which is great because that means like you're being forced to compete well and it makes it more of like a sport than it is just you're going in there lifting as much as you can. Sure. And it makes sense. Like for the Arnold, like when you go, it's really just all for money and prosperity. So you're like going for broke, you know, but like when we go to the world championships, people will be like, why didn't you break the world record there? I'm like, well, because I was trying to win. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I gotta beat this person, and I gotta, you know, the the, you know, in the end, like I don't even really care how much I lifted as long as I placed where I wanted to place. So a lot of times, like your weights are lower, or you're not going for those numbers because um, the negative of missing it is is far too great. The consequences are far too great in that type of scenario. So actually, that's pretty 
in interesting and sort of exciting that they could rank because it really does. I mean, it really is very different when you're in a certain competition based on one where like you're going for team points or placement and one where you're just, you're just going, you know, really for fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that changes the dynamic at a, a high level, but it also, you know, I think what they try to do is, you know, I think maybe it's just me being wishful thinking, but it seems as though USAPL is trying to make it just a pure high level at the national level um, as well, and to a certain degree. And I think they should bring more of that, um, you know, mid-tier competitiveness to the regional level where, you know, you kind of get some of that national level taste, but it's not the full complete national level yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's sort of been on their agenda for a while is to sort of narrow down those nationals, not to be such a giant event, but honestly, the giant event, which is what makes it so much fun. <laughs> like, it is it's fun. like Donovan says, you know, like, you know, if you're like a Ray, Ray Williams fan, you know, you may not be lifting in prime time with them, but you may be lifting earlier in the day, but then you get to go watch them. And sort of the yeah. draw of going to nationals and why we have so many people going is they get to compete in the same competition as someone of that level, but then even they get to watch them, you know, and that's why our prime time is you know, the audience is huge, but it's, it's full of lifters that lifted that day. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of people coming in off the street watching it. It's almost all competitors, which is what makes it so great. So I sort of would hate to change it too much so that you miss that. Yeah. You, know, you miss that, that relationship, that being able to see um, all those elite athletes and then even compete in the same stage that they do. And I think some of that is what's built up some of our sport too and added to some of its popularity. So I get what they're saying with it being more of an elite, which is kind of what they try to do with the prime time. But yeah. I would hate for them to um, take away how much fun that event is with the amount of numbers that they have. I think Maybe that's a good point. Elite. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that is a really good point. Yeah, because you think about it, like my first one was at Spokane and – and I wasn't trying to go, like you said, I was going lifting earlier in the day, like trying to just best myself, but then going to watch primetime, like seeing like Daniela, Amanda, Bonica, like all these people that I've watched on Instagram in person, in this atmosphere, it starts to fuel even more that desire to get better and train more. Yeah. It, it prime time, get those numbers yeah. in to be in that prime time, you know, yeah. so I would hate to, like, and you probably, you wouldn't have just gone to watch them, you know, yeah. like that's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have just gone to that meet just to go watch those guys. So like the fact yeah. that you had something to compete in and then that led to that interaction with those people, um, there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good perspective on it. I never would have thought it like, thought about it like that. Absolutely. See, we learn something here new, Charlie. Yeah, right. We learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> Um, well, I think it's just, it's, um, you know, it's hard to maybe kind of think of all angles of something, you know, if, and that's something I always try to do is try to look at not just what's good for me, but what, how everyone else, you know, would view that and then try to bring it all together. But not easy to. no, <laughs> but that being an educator, that probably is uh, uh, something you try to do all the time you know it's something oh, that's sure. probably like a daily lifestyle and it's you know something that can get brought into everyday lifestyle as well right. that's awesome well everything you do you're trying to meet all your learners needs and all your learners have different needs so you know it's trying to put out things that reaches to everybody um and you can apply that really to any aspect of your life <laughs> absolutely my cat um, here, she just like agreed with you she just yeah. like <laughs> You need to look at things from my perspective. You know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Was it? Rosie? You I want to eat that same food every day? Come on. <laughs> That's probably what it is, honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Jen, I have one last question for you. Okay. In, in this journey that you've been on, is there anything you would have changed? Oh gosh. That's kind of like looking at back in life and what would you have changed? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, there was lots of things I would have changed. I think I would have tried to get a little more serious about the sport earlier on. You know, I was, I treated it as a hobby for a very long time and 
um, didn't, I probably could have been even better if I would have just, you know, just kind of zeroed in more on diet and health and um, lifestyle. So I think I, you know, knowing now what I know now about training and exercise, I certainly would have changed what I did in the beginning. It was completely all wrong. <laughs> so I guess that's probably the, the biggest change I would make was just, you know, how I approach the sport. I wish I would have got like a little more involved in it earlier on. I sort of waited a while before, you know, I started getting a, a referee certification and started really trying to help out. Cause I do think like when you, even if you just volunteer at an event, you learn so much and then you learn to appreciate a lot more things too. But even even just being a referee helps you better as a lifter. Like, so I wish I would have, um, I really enjoyed like, you know, the first, I don't know, seven years where I just went to all these meets and just was like, yay, showed up as a competitor and left. Um, but I wish I would have probably been a little bit more involved earlier on too, because I think that would have, that would have helped out in a lot of different areas. But I think that's pretty much it. And of course, injury, like you, you would definitely go back. Like I injured myself pretty good a few years ago and I know exactly when I did it and how I did it and when I did it. And I was like, there's lots of those little things <laughs> yeah i think i think the giving back aspect is is a big one uh, i think that a lot of lifters almost take it for granted right they sign up for a meet they're like oh yeah like i'm doing this meet i'm gonna you know squat bench deadlift uh, I'm going to bring a bunch of stuff. Everyone brings a bunch of stuff. And I, I think they don't realize what goes into all of the preparation. And now being on the other side of it as well, there's, there's a lot of preparation. Uh, the first one that we ran is just like, oh, shit. Like, there's so much other stuff that you don't think about. And then oh, after yeah. a while, it becomes like a well-oiled machine. But, you know, that's the easiest way that you can give back is, you know, competing if you've competed for a year. You can easily give back by, you know, one of the local meets or one of your state run meets that's at least somewhat close, um, just helping out and giving back to what you can. Especially if you're a new lifter, like the more meets you do, the more you, I feel like you learn from, you know, just even the pace and how you warm up and just the rules. And so I especially think like as a new lifter, even just helping at a score table or spotting and loading as much as you can, you mm -hmm. get back what you're putting in for sure. And it will save you a lot of time and effort of learning things later, I feel like. Um, but you know, we, we are a volunteer sport. So like, you know, everyone needs to volunteer. Hold their own. appreciation for stuff. Hold their own just a little bit. <laughs> well, it takes a tribe. You know, you said well-oiled machine. I'm sure it's because you have all these people helping you that all know their jobs and everyone's working together. and you know, as our sport grows and gets bigger, we need more. Yeah. We need more yeah. of those people yeah. to take on those roles. You know, it's one of the reasons I um, have a co-chair now, like in North Carolina, I'm like, and, and I've been looking for years. I finally got one to stick, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I cannot do this all by myself. I need somebody else to help take some of the burden and, and, and but re-energized our state as well with new ideas and exciting things that they want to do and all that sort of good stuff. So for sure, it's important. And then I have one more question, and it's not powerlifting related. Um, when is Rocky going to get his own Instagram? <laughs> I've had so many people ask me that, and I so and I was just even thinking today because um, I was like feeding him, and I was like filming some of the him. Like I really need to give him his own page because people just love him. They love the where Where's Rocky um, episodes. <laughs> you know? There's a whole new aspect of his life now that we have puppies, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and he rules his house. That lizards of puppies like give him wide berth when they walk around him. He established that he was boss on day one. That's, <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's Never good. in my That's life awesome. did I think I'd own like a six foot iguana. I just didn't really visualize myself as like a, a exotic pet kind of annual kind of person, but. You know, kids do that to you, Maggie. So just know that you don't know one day what you may have had in your household. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doomed. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'll get on that. I'll get on that next week. That Instagram. What? Maybe I come, come up with a good good name for it. You know. Yeah. Jim Lizard or something. Where's Rocky? Where's Rocky? That's a good one. Let's just go with Where's Rocky because that's yeah. usually. That's, uh, yesterday I was like. The other day I couldn't find him. I'm like, where the heck is he? 
and he blends in so well for being so so big with things and i was searching all over the house and i'm like tucker where is he we couldn't find him and he like somehow snuck into the guest room which no one ever goes in there we found him in there but it took us like an hour <laughs> to find him oh well That's big funny. fun though big fun <laughs> i'll awesome. work on that for you yeah thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to talk with us and um Thank you for continuing to do what you do for the sport. I mean, you've obviously set an example for not only just women, but powerlifters everywhere. And then, you know, showing the importance of building that community outside of just being a lifter, um, I think is, is really important. So thank you for continuing to do that. And well, I enjoy talking with you guys. You guys are so wonderful. And I expect an invite to the new gym when it's all yes. ready. <laughs> Absolutely. When it's all said and done, and uh, yeah, you, you will definitely get an invite to coming up okay. here. And I had so fun, much fun so. when we were up there last summer. I was looking through my old pictures. I'm like, ah, oh, that was so much fun. I really yes. enjoyed it. Yeah. It was. I think it was literally a year ago. I, I think yeah. it was uh, a year ago, like this last week or this week or something. Yeah. yeah, I think it came up on like my Facebook memories, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the world will get back to normal very soon. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, and Jen, uh, on Maggie's point, I mean, I think setting a good example of what it means to be also a good competitor, you know, uh, win, lose, or having fun, um, you know, you always have a smile on your face and what you, the presence that you bring to the platform and the energy you bring to the platform. I think every single time you go out there and you squat and bench, um, you always give the back spotter or the handoff guy a pound. I think every single time, and especially when you hit a PR, your massive double bicep uh, in front <laughs> on, the, on the bench, awesome. And, and I think people can really learn from that. And I think a lot of um, people can learn that, you know, it's all about having fun with what you do and not, you know, not necessarily um, being horrible helps too. You know, like <laughs> when you're good at things, it helps a lot with that. And <laughs> um, I think setting that example really, really is cool. Uh, and not having people not take it so seriously that it ruined their entire day. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. No problem. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. Thank, thanks guys for listening. Um, this has been the 21st week of this, so can't believe we're still going, but we love it. So hopefully you all yeah. do too and stay tuned for what we have next. See ya. See ya.